You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Do you know what that tells me? It tells me that you know how to organize and plan and strategically lay out your path to medicine because that's that's what you have to do, especially as a non-traditional student who didn't know until later in life that this is what you want. You're not going to have clinical experience. You're not going to have shadowing. You're not going to have all of those things, again, to prove to yourself that this is what you want. Um, but also to prove to the medical schools and show them that you have these experiences, you know what being a doctor is like, and you that's what you want to do. Dylan, welcome to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am good. Thank you. What can I answer for you today? Yeah, so I really have, you know, kind of two topics that I, that I wanted to, to ask you. Um, and I guess the first one is around... Uh, gap years. You know, there's a lot of discussions that I, I hear both as a postback myself, but also, you know, on the, the forums and uh, on the Facebook page about whether they should or shouldn't take a gap year. And I think a lot of times it's met with kind of hesitation. Um, and I've seen you say that you're a fan of gap years. Yeah. So uh, I love to kind of get your feedback. You know, why are you such a fan of gap years and how would you advise students to think about these if they are considering doing so? So it's interesting that you you say that I'm a fan of gap years. I, I think I would say that I am a fan of taking gap years when needed. Um, okay. So th- there shouldn't be uh, – nothing in, in life should be brushed with broad strokes, right? So I, I'm not out there to say every student should take a gap year. I don't think, uh, I don't think that would be appropriate. I think gap years are appropriate for some students out there. And and, uh, an Ask Dr. Gray that we recorded uh, a couple weeks ago or uh, published live a couple weeks ago, a student who, uh, as we're recording this, it's the beginning of August, hasn't uh, finished her primary application, is still gathering letters of recommendations, is taking the MCAT mid-August, graduating early from school, I told her, you need to take a gap year, right? Don't mm-hmm. apply this year. Take a gap year. Figure out um, everything else for you uh, so that you're not applying late, so that you're not rushing your MCATs and getting a bad grade there, so you're not just putting together a rushed application just because you have to apply this year. And right. so for students like that, take a gap year. I think I think where you hear hesitation from students is potentially around how are gap years viewed by medical schools, right? And the answer is they don't care, right? As long as you're not just wasting your time for a year, like barricading yourself in the basement playing Fortnite for a year, (laughs) uh, and you're actually like contributing to the world um, in some meaningful way, right? And, And I talk about, right, keeping your foot in the door with medicine. You don't have to get a medical job and be around medicine 24 seven, but but maintaining some part of your life around medicine, around healthcare to prove to yourself, to prove to medical schools that this is still what you want, then go and take a gap year. It's, it's great for you to, to live life outside of school and to see what, what the real world is like and, and so much more. So that's, that's kind of where my enthusiasm for gap years come from. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you, you asked a, a part of my second question for this was how are they often viewed, which I know yeah. you've probably heard that a lot of times. but. Um, yeah, I guess it is a good point if you're staying full time or just busy throughout that, you're not just wasting your time. Yeah, that, that that does make sense. Yeah. Um, 
what what is your your in uh what's the word infatuation isn't the right word uh where's your curiosity about gap years coming from it's a good question you know um you know i'm 29 um i'm in the second year of my post back and you know for my situation as very much you know a career changer i'm thinking about taking a gap year to focus that time on on boosting clinical work and you know other experience and things along those lines right so I was just curious as someone in my position, if med schools would look at me and say, well, you waited to pursue med school until you were 28 at the time. And then you took another gap year after that to, you know, build clinical experience. I just wasn't sure how that would be reflected as, you know, a very non-traditional student pursuing med school. Do you know know what that tells me? It tells me that you know how to organize and plan and strategically lay out your path to medicine because that's that's what you have to do, especially as a non-traditional student who didn't know until later in life that this is what you want. You're not going to have clinical experience. You're not going to have shadowing. You're not going to have all of those things, again, to prove to yourself that this is what you want. Um, but also to prove to the medical schools and show them that you have these experiences, you know what being a doctor is like, and you that's what you want to do. And being an non-traditional student coming back and doing a post-back and taking all these classes, it's hard, especially if you're also working because you need to put a roof over your head and food on the table. It's hard to do it all. And medical schools understand that. And, and they'll take that into account to say, okay, maybe you didn't. Uh, take classes and do all the clinical experience and get shadowing and go um, go end world hunger, right? All at the same time, you kind of did it in a stepwise fashion, and that's okay to do, especially as a non-traditional student. Sure. Well, that's good to hear because I like to think I'm pretty organized. So that's uh, <laughs> good, good, good to hear that, that that'll be re- reflected well. Yeah. Um, and I guess the, the second question I have or topic, if you will, that that's a little cart before the horse for, for where I am in the process is around med school interviews, right? We're kind of in that season right now where this yep. is uh, on everyone's mind. Um, and one thing I've heard, I have a lot of friends who are doctors and they've gone through med school and they've told me about interviews and um, yes, shameful plug, right? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think there's a lot of information around how do we prepare for them but I'd be curious to hear of any stories about like what it feels like to go through it in real time. You know, what are some experiences that students have um, experienced going through the actual interview process, people they've met, the type of interactions they've, yeah. they've seen? Have, have you heard anything really like polarizing or any students that have gone through and be like, I did, just did not see that coming? Um, I mean, nothing too horrendous. I mean, you hear horror stories of, of students who potentially like had to wait for an hour for their interviewer, um, cause the interviewer was a physician and had a case running late or whatever. Sure. Um, so there's those kind of horror stories that just completely throw off the student. Um, but for the most part, interview days are very well organized, very structured by the medical schools. There's a ton of resources that go into an interview day so that those kinds of kind of way outside the bell curve experiences don't happen. Uh, and so when you do hear about them, my question would be, how much is the student at fault for potentially something like that? Um, how much did the student's perspective um, and own personal experience not really match up to 
the experience fr from the other side, from the school. So uh, I had a really good conversation with uh, a dean of admissions at uh, a school in Boston, and uh, we were talking about the potential for students to report any sort of um, uh, inappropriate, let's say, kind of um, uh, behavior from anybody uh, on the interview day. Uh, some sort of communication channel back to the dean of admissions. And uh, she had mentioned um, that they used to have those kind of uh, lines of communication, but that the majority of them were uh, were just not not grounded in any sort of reality because the interview day is so stressful for many students. And so what mm -hmm. the student may perceive as, as threatening or may perceive as um, being biased or, or whatever from the interviewer. And, and the, the way that the Dean of admissions was putting this was students would complain and say, my interviewer hated me and, and like was completely biased and, and took this interview in the wrong direction and the dean of admissions goes and looks at the the file, and it's like this student was amazing. She was was a great applicant and held her own, and I loved her and blah blah blah. Right, just just the two sides just not matching up at all. Mm. Um, and and right, the, the interview day is stressful, and and I don't I don't uh, uh, I I don't um, discount that experience. But a lot of times we, right, we're all pre-med students, right? Or I used to be a pre-med student. We have, we have the stories of either ourselves or our classmates walking out of a test going, that was the hardest test ever. I failed it. I know. And then you get the yeah. test back. You go, oh, I got a 99%. Oh, look at that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's the same thing on interview day, right? I failed it. It was terrible. That person hated me. And then it's like, oh, they offered me an interview like an hour later because they loved me that much. So um, I think interview days, it, when you talk to other students about them, always take it with a grain of salt because their perspectives may be skewed a little bit because of the stress that they're going through on interview day. But um, because the interview day is is really set up there to to really uh, encourage the students to ask questions and encourage the students to really get a good idea about the school and what what's going on at the school and really recruit the students as well as um, really evaluating the student to, to see if they're a good fit for the school as well. Interview days are, are usually pretty fun if you allow them to be. Sure. Yeah. And with that too, I know you actually, you just posted something, I believe it was on, on Facebook or Instagram talking about like things like what to wear to, to, to interviews and, and things along those lines. And, um, you know, having been on interviews for, for jobs in the past, the mentality I always had was, you know, it's always safer to overdress than to, to underdress. Yeah. Um, is that the same mentality here, or is there really kind of a, a neutral sweet spot there? Um, I, what it what is overdressed in your mind? Well, overdressed would be like a suit and a tie. <laughs> okay. You're, you're, yeah. You're like the, the Goldman Sachs look, if you will. Yeah. So, so to me, that is dressed perfectly. Overdressed to me is okay. like you show up in a tux, and that's not gotcha. very good. Um, so, so overdressed, uh, definitely a suit, definitely a tie. Uh, if you want to, you, you want to overdress and wear a nice fancy bow tie, great, go ahead, right? You can have a little bit of that kind of flair and that personality. Um, but definitely a suit, definitely, um, uh, conservative colors, right? You don't want to walk in with a, uh, a light blue kind of, uh, <laughs> up, uh, suit from back in the day. 
um, <laughs> a leisure suit or whatever they called them way back in the day. I forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think you. The, what I like to say is you you want to be remembered on your interview day, but not for what you wore. Oh yeah, I guess the, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, generally those are kind of like the two things I wanted to to discuss with you. Okay. Um, I don't know if you had like any other any other thoughts or questions, but um, I don't have any questions for you. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm here to yeah. answer your questions. So whatever yeah, else you yeah. have. No, that I mean that's pretty pretty much it for for me. Uh, awesome. Short, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad I could help. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good luck on your journey. I appreciate it. Yep, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. If you want help with the MCAT, go check out the MCAT podcast at the MCAT podcast.com. 